Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. Hi, everyone. So today we're joined with another guest. We have Dr. Chad Wagner here. So I'll let him introduce himself a little bit. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Dr. Chad Wagner. I am a current captain in the United States Air Force and completed the HPSP program for the year of 2020. And I just uh, got out to my first duty station and kind of in a holding pattern until my oral maxillofacial surgery residency starts in the uh, summer of 2021. Nice, nice. So how did you decide on OMFS? That's a great question. And, and I know that's something a lot of people struggle with. And personally, uh, for me, I really didn't even know I wanted to go to dental school or undergrad for that reason. Uh, and I ended up uh, working for a dentist uh, during a gap year before dental school. And he was gracious enough to let me go out and shadow the specialists he referred to. And I remember enjoying my time with each and every one of them, but there was a kind of a, a significant instance with the oral maxillofacial surgeon uh, where he was doing a very routine set of thirds under sedation and watching him place the IV and explain to me the different medications he was using to sedate the patient and then watching the effects uh, that those medications had and kind of appreciating his understanding of, of medicine and how those medications were affecting the patient and how they were improving uh, his his care for that patient was it was kind of a surreal experience and I was like I want to do it what that guy's doing and then I got into dental school and I still wasn't sure so um, I asked uh, some some mentors and they said you know as far as OMFS goes you know the, what really sets it apart is what you do in the OR so I went up to my oral surgery department and I asked the program director if I could scrub into the OR one day and not really knowing um, how, how big of a deal that was and he was extremely cool and gracious and he brought me in for an orthognathic case which ended up being a, a triple jaw so a pretty big exciting case and I remember just sitting there and I'm like yeah this is what I gotta do this is too cool uh, to do anything else for me so it was pretty early on that I realized um, that I was extremely interested in it I tried to keep an open mind, but once I had uh, kind of my head in the in that path, it was just soldiering towards it. Nice. And where did you say you did your dental school at? I went to the University of Minnesota. Okay, nice. How was your experience there? I had a great time uh, at the University of Minnesota. It was uh, it's a very strong program. I felt my academic uh, education was top notch. I felt like I learned a lot. Um, and they do, they, they balance the whole, um, didactic portion with uh, the hands-on portions. So I felt like I've, I got a very good didactic education. We really focused on what we needed to know for dentistry and didn't learn too much, uh, excess that wasn't, you know, going to be applicable down the road. And they did a great job as far as our preclinical time and our preclinical skills in getting us ready uh, for that clinic transition. 
there are, you know, every dental school has their issues um, and their, their pros. Our dental school, we had a, a dean um, transition during the time I was there and our school struggled finding a permanent dean. So that came with some issues. And, and as every dental school has, there were problems with clinics and getting patients and things like that. But overall, I had a very positive experience. That's awesome. Could you talk a little bit about the HPSP scholarship and how your application was for that and any advice you might have for people? Absolutely. Yeah. The HPSP uh, scholarship program was huge for me. I was, I guess I am a first generation student from a low income family. So going to undergrad seemed out of the picture for me and I ended up getting a scholarship. And then same for dental schools. Like I'm going to take on, you know, this crazy amount of debt uh, not really have a, a huge support system for it. So I did some research into scholarships and ended up learning about the HPSP program. And it seemed like a perfect fit because I'd always been someone who really appreciated the military and the folks who were serving. So the, uh, the, the idea that I could serve my country while also getting my education paid for was huge. And I will say the application process is rigorous. Um, it is uh, pretty competitive. I know I've, I've talked to a few people who've reached out to me over Instagram and just in general asking about it. And there are a lot of people who are interested in the program and there are a lot of people who are working really hard uh, to, to get it, to get the scholarship. So I will say if that, if you're interested in it, it is a great program. I absolutely recommend it. I don't think you'll find a person who's completed their HPSP scholarship that would look back and regret it. Um, a lot of folks get out after they pay their time off, but everybody I've talked to said it was a, an absolutely wonderful experience and would recommend it. And I would echo that myself. So why did you choose the Air Force specifically for that branch? That's a really good question. I, I wish I had a, a very you know educational or intellectual answer for you. And the truth was uh, my, my, I guess, grandfather-in-law, you could call him, uh, served as an enlisted mechanic in the Air Force. So that was always kind of in my head. Uh, and then I talked to a lot of people and the, the kind of the joke was like, if you can get into the Air Force, join the Air Force. Um, while we joke around, I've, I've seen a lot of the other services, a few of the externships I went on, uh, the one at uh, Walter Reed was a uh, tri-service base. So I got, and that's uh, technically a Navy residency. So I got to see the Navy side of things. And then at the San Antonio Military Medical Center, it is an Army um, Air Force base. So I got to see the Army side of things. And I'd have to say, I don't think you can go wrong with any of the branches. Uh, there are different nuances as far as like base locations and traditions and, and things like that go. Um, if you're in the Navy, there's a pretty good chance you're going to end up at a ship at some point. Well, it's not surprising you're in the Navy. Um, the army has a lot more bases and, and is a lot bigger and they're, you know, they're older. So they have, uh, I would argue probably a little bit more emphasis on military traditions, um, in the air force, you know, we're kind of, you know, the new, the young kid on the block. Uh, we are known for having some of the nicer facilities, uh, some of the nicer technologies, but I will say the, the push that I'm getting a sense of in the military is that it's going towards more of a tri-service everything. So they're really trying to bring, the Army, Navy, and Air Force, you know, really all together and trying to standardize. So I think those nuances are going to slowly go away. And I wouldn't make your, you know, I would, it, it's tough to make the decision, but I wouldn't make it um, based off of anything other than your personal preference. 
Got it. Got it. So it sounds like you've had a really positive experience with the Air Force so far. Do you find that there's good mentorship with other dentists through this program and through your involvement in the Air Force? Absolutely. I think that's one of the the largest benefits you're going to get in the military. Uh, As far as mentorship goes, there are so many dentists, doctors um, that have gone through this HPSP program for me. Uh, I actually shadowed a, a dentist who wrote me a letter of recommendation. They had done the Air Force program, and they spoke extremely highly of it. And then right when I got in, I had uh, a mentor who had gone through the same exact process and was able to kind of walk me through the steps of uh, what it takes to complete it and, and what it's like. And you'll you'll find a lot of those mentors out there. And then when you actually uh, get into the Air Force, so right now, uh, the day I came on base, I was paired with a senior officer, an actual a colonel who has served over 20 years as a dentist in the Air Force to be my one-on-one supervisor. So I didn't even have to seek out a mentor. I was given an amazing mentor who has a wealth of knowledge and experience uh, whose job is to make sure that you know I am successful and, and I have a good time here. So I would say that the structure of the military, uh, it just is inherent that you're going to have a lot of mentorship and a lot of access uh, to someone who is motivated to ensure that you have the best experience possible. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And is there, I guess for people that aren't familiar with HPSP, is there anything extra that you do when you're in dental school for this program? Or is it just the responsibility that you have to pay back those years of service after that? Yeah, fact? that's a great question. People are always like, are you at like flying planes or like doing anything crazy for the military? And uh, the truth is, honestly, when you join the HPSB, you're going to get like just a little taste of military. And what that usually is going to be is your military entrance physical or MEPS, which you're going to go to a rec- recruiting station. You're going to go through all this testing to make sure you qualify for HPSP and your medical stuff is all good. Once that goes through and you get accepted, uh, you'll be commissioned as an officer. So for me, I went to our local ROTC and had a officer commission me into being a second lieutenant. And from there, you can either go to your officer training school, and I believe the Navy and potentially the Army like to send you right away. Um, and I think there's this, there's this different acronyms you'll find out in the military, but somewhere in your dental education, you're going to go to an officer training school, which is, uh, I could do an entire podcast on those five weeks because it was just such a crazy experience. But that's where you'll actually be trained how to be an officer in the military. But besides that, your job uh, as a newly commissioned officer is to be a, de- a dental student. So what that means for me is I didn't even buy my military uniform until after I graduated. I had pretty much no contact with the Air Force um, until I graduated. My job was to be a dental student, to get a great dental education. And then the second I graduated, I kind of transitioned into that full military lifestyle. Got it. Got it. That's great that you're able to just focus on like getting through school and trying to learn and don't have too much extra on your plate at that time. Um, Another thing I guess I was curious about I know that the HPSP in the military encourages doing some type of specialty program. And was your residency application different than a student that wasn't applying to like the Army or Navy like residencies? Yeah, that's a great question. And it is completely different. So uh, a lot of people have reached out to me like about past match. 
uh, for oral surgery. And I have to be honest with them. And I didn't do pass match to so the, the air force. And I, I don't believe the Navy or army do our uh, partake in the pass or match. They have a separate application process. Um, and I believe it's the same for the AGD and the other residencies in the military as well. They have their own unique application process. And honestly, um, while I, I knew a decent about a, a pass match just through, through my time in ASDA and researching it, not knowing whether I wanted to do civilian or military residency originally, but the military application was uh, very simplified. It was very straightforward. It almost felt like applying through to dental school again. There was a really short question, questionnaire, um, you know, a statement, a uh, personal statement, a few letters of recommendation and an interview. So it was extremely straightforward and it was a kind of like a, you got in or you didn't get in, you know, there wasn't this uh, big match, uh, you know, ranking all these programs and, um, figuring out, you know, where you ranked and where they ranked you and, and kind of settling out where you wanted to end up. I just put my, my priority as far as bases I wanted to be at and, uh, and ended up getting chosen. That makes a lot of sense, especially if, yeah, if that's the track you're on, then it's a whole different application process. So was your, did you fill out the application during your, at the end of like your third year and then had everything happened during fourth year or was the whole process during your fourth year? So actually, yeah, the timeline was a bit moved up. I think okay. I applied, um, I applied in the summer of the summer before D four year. And I think even it might've even been early summer. And then I actually found out I got into um, residency. I believe it was like November. It was crazy early uh, before some of my, my now, you know, co-residents who are in civilian programs had even completed the applications for the past match. I found out I I uh, got in here at Travis, which uh, was amazing as far as the timeline goes. But if you're interested in that, definitely be on top of your game because the the process is a little bit it it, it moves a little bit quicker than the past match and the board that selects oral surgery residents or other residents happens, I believe, in the fall of your D four year. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I know this is kind of looking ahead, but do you know where you want to work after you finish your time at the Air Force or do you plan to re-enlist and stay longer? Yeah, that's a great question and definitely tough for anybody, even in the dental schools, like, yeah, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I still don't know that answer. I know I enjoy surgery and the great thing about the military, especially where I'm at now, I feel like I have so many career options. Um, I could definitely see myself completing my residency and, and staying in the military just from what I've experienced uh, so far is just been amazing that you get a extremely high level of dentistry uh, or surgery, but you also get a lot of what the military offers you, which is uh, professional military education opportunities to better yourself and to uh, participate and help out in other areas. So there's this whole dynamic of being an officer and a dentist and a doctor that you get with military education. At the same time, I really like the idea of doing a fellowship program and continuing education and then hopefully eventually uh, teaching or being a program director of residencies. I enjoyed being, uh, you know, uh, playing professional sports, or not professional, sorry, <laughs> uh, undergraduate sports, um, and coaching a, like little league football and, and hockey and uh, baseball teams. And I could see myself really enjoying uh, teaching residents down the road. So <laughs> it's, it's not really an answer to your question, but 
um, uh, there's a lot that I'm interested in and I think residency will kind of narrow that, narrow that down for me. Yeah, it definitely will. You have plenty of time to figure everything out. And that's really admirable that you're interested in teaching. That's something that's always kind of been in the back of my mind as well. So yeah, and, and, and I'll just say just a, a, yeah. a plug for academics. If we all know at dental schools, if you look around the the generation is an aging one. And while it's amazing to have that, we definitely need some uh, young, young minds with bright new ideas to get into academia. And, you know, the, uh, the economic side of things may not be there, but you get so much uh, out of it uh, that you just can't get in a private practice or another setting. So shameless plug for academia. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of it and, and uh, applaud anybody who's interested in pursues it. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. That's awesome. So just a couple more questions about your residency and then we'll wrap up. So I know you said you're kind of in a in-between phase right now. What are you exactly doing like when you show up every day? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question, especially for someone who is specifically interested in what, what I'm doing. It is a very unique thing to be uh, kind of this dual profession. I almost consider it as is we're told when we go to our officer training schools that, you know, we're an officer in the Air Force first. And then our job, our specialty, our task is to be a doctor, is to be a dentist. And you'll hear that in the military a lot, is that an officer will be like, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm maintenance by trade. So their trade is to be a maintenance, that's their job, but they're also an officer. So they could be working in another place, like they could be a first sergeant dealing with personnel issues or, or dealing with other things. So with that being said, to answer your question, uh, what I believe um, the Air Force does is they build in what they call the zero year for us. And they don't start us in residency right away because there's so much that we have to learn about being in the military, about being an officer and, and being comfortable in this lifestyle before throwing us into residency that they want to give us some time to do that. So if you're applying for the program that I applied for, you're actually applying for two years out. So for me, I applied in 2019 for graduating in 2020. I was actually applying for a 2021 start, whereas the past match you're applying for, you know, the next year start. So what happens is I, you know, I applied, you get accepted and you get stationed usually at the same base where your residency will be. And then you'll serve as a general dentist uh, for those eight months or so until your residency starts. And at first I was kind of bummed because like, oh, I was gung-ho, I wanted to get in residency, but you know, now it's December and I'm still, you know, learning the nuances of being an officer. The military uses a completely different uh, software uh, for their patient base. And there's a lot of nuances and uh, in hoops to jump through uh, for security clearances and different ways that to protect uh, people, you know, not only in the healthcare side, but also on the military side. So you do have a little bit of a, you could say it's almost like a built-in gap year before you start your residency. That's nice. It's a good time to, I guess, kind of prepare and continue like learning and everything. So once you start next year in 2021, are you, I know oral surgery, it's a long haul of learning because it is such complex procedures. Are you going to start off mostly like assisting and observing or do you get right in getting all the hands-on practice? 
Yeah, that's one thing I'm, uh, I was really excited about this residency specifically is that uh, this is a four-year program. However, it is a very intense uh, uh, intense program with very high numbers, and that's something that you know I can I can preach as far as the Air Force goes. We have you know a almost uh, unlimited access to patients, and we have very few barriers as far as you know. There's no insurance. You know, just about everything is covered, and there are a lot of people in the military that that need care and that deserve care. So basically, we get up there um, next uh, summer, and I think we do maybe a month of kind of shadowing and learning. But after that, uh, it's extremely hands-on. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, you might hear, uh, you know, the term cutting. There's a lot of cutting in this residency, and we pretty much go from from day one until we leave. Nice. That's honestly, like, I'm sure ideal. So that's a, such a good opportunity for you. So I had one more question. I was just wondering how so far it's been balancing everything, like, obviously professionally, but like your personal life and hobbies, everything, how have you been able to handle that? Yeah, that's, I mean, that is like the million dollar question. If you, if you put me in touch with the person who can perfectly balance all that, um, I would love to love to talk to them because it's honestly, it's, it's such a struggle on realizing, uh, you know, realizing that and understanding that and then kind of forgiving yourself for shortcomings. Um, I feel like I was, I've been very good at balancing my professional life. um, But as far as like personal life things, you know, friends, relationships all struggle from, from this. If you put too much, you know, too many eggs in one basket. Uh, but you know, you gotta, you gotta give yourself a little bit of leeway and understand we're all humans. And at the end of the day, you do your best and, and you know, and the outcomes uh, that you get, uh, you live with and, and, and just make sure that you are happy with, with who you are and what you're doing and that you're finding some sort of fulfillment or joy in your life. I will say the military has been very good about offering us um, enough time to balance. And I think that'll change a little bit in residency when I'm on call. But uh, as far as just the HPSB program and, and another benefit you get is we get you know 30 days of paid vacation off per year. And I can say that at least in the situation I am now, that's definitely been true. We've got um, a week off this month coming up for Christmas. That's all paid. We get all federal holidays off and we get you know about, about uh, five days of paid leave every two months. So as far as... Um, Making uh, making time uh, for yourself and to get away from work, it has been a, a very, a very positive uh, environment that the the Air Force and I think the military provides for us. I'm happy to hear that. It sounds like you really have all positive things to say about your experiences so far. So that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, if you want me to say something negative, uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of paperwork that goes <laughs> with the military, and sometimes it takes forever. So. Uh, there's definitely a lot of, yeah. if you hear the, you know, the term hurry up and wait, I've definitely experienced that. It's taken me, you know, months and months to get like financial documents figured out and, and housing and things like that. So there's definitely some downsides, but if you, if you can uh, kind of just wade your way through that, I think it's overall a very positive uh, place to be. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. So do you have any closing thoughts for everyone listening? Any take home messages? Yeah, as far as if you're interested in a military profession, I would say the people who are interested are usually the ones, you know, you're interested for a reason and kind of trust your gut on that. If it's something you thought about, you know, pursue it more because that's the 
situation I was in. I was like, oh, I kind of like the idea of serving in the military. I didn't know what it meant. But just that, just that thought, just that feeling is, hey, I feel like I could fit in here. You know, trust that intuition. Because for me, it was like, I think I might like this. I don't know. And then I got here. I'm like, okay, yes, this is awesome. This is, this reminded me of, you know, playing sports as a kid or just, uh, you know, when I, when I watch, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance and things like that, you know, you get that feeling and say like, yeah, that makes me feel good. It makes me feel proud uh, for what I'm doing, putting on this uniform every day. Um, it, it can be annoying to some and it's not scrubs, but uh, it is, uh, it, it just brings me some sort of joy and some sort of fulfillment. On the flip side of that is if you're looking at the scholarship saying, hey, look at, uh, you know, they're going to pay for my dental school. Look at all this money. I don't know if I really want to serve, but I'll do anything, you know, to get my loans paid off. I'd say there are a lot of other ways to get uh, your school paid for. And you're going to have a very uh, not probably not fun time um, if you're not actually interested in being in the military. So the big question I always ask people when they ask me is like, if you take dentistry out of the picture, if you take the money out of the picture and you were given the opportunity to serve in some capacity, would you do it? Would you be interested? And as they say, yeah, I would do it. And then absolutely the HPSB is for you. But if you're only interested in this program for the money and for the payoff and for the benefits, I'm not going to tell you not to do it, but I'm going to tell you, you may not have uh, the, the most positive experience because there's definitely, you know, a, a side of being in the military that, that comes with this. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's a good way for people to kind of take, take a step back and reflect if this is right for them. So thank you so much for everything today. Is there, I assume the best way if people have more questions for you would be to reach out to your Instagram page. Yeah. You know, the, my Instagram unfortunately gets flooded with a lot of garbage. I really try to, to read through the messages, but I'm honestly not great with social media. Um, so I don't know, maybe I can give you my phone number or my personal email. I suppose people listening to this podcast um, would all be professional or dental students. So I can uh, just, I can give you my email over this and that would be the best way. I'm, I'm very on top of my email and I love mentoring. I had some amazing mentors and I wouldn't be where I'm at today without them. So I really enjoy talking to people. I never feel burdened about questions. I really want to help you guys be, be successful. You know, I just had very least to pay, pay forward for all the, all the people that helped me. Um, so I'd say email and I can give you that uh, to give out Okay. Yeah, that'd be perfect. I'll just, I can have them message me if they want to get in touch with you and then I can pass along your email. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. I wish you the best of luck in dental school, especially during these COVID times. I'm extremely impressed that all the current dental students coming in, I mean, dental school is hard enough and now you guys are dealing with a hundred year pandemic. So kudos to you. Be proud of yourself. (laughs) Give yourself uh, some slack as you go through it. Make time for yourself. Uh, Don't be robots and enjoy this wonderful profession that is dentistry.